This is Philly Drone Tech with Tom Brunt. Thank you to our sponsors, Wistia.com, Zoho Mail, and GetFlyWheel.com. Hello, welcome to another episode of Philly Drone Tech here on the phillytech.org netcast network. I'm Tom Brunt. Well, I'm uh, back from my uh, in-between uh, stints on the road, and uh, unlike uh, last uh, episode where I, I didn't have a whole lot to uh, report about, uh, this time is uh, kind of feature-filled. So uh, I've got a lot to talk about for this one. So let's uh, let's get started. Um, first, on a bit of a personal note, my beloved uh, Cheerson CX-10, the uh, what's been dubbed the world's smallest uh, quadcopter. Uh, well, it's seen better days. I've spent uh, I've had a lot of fun with it and I spent a little too much time uh, having it uh, crash into things and uh, well long story short uh, one of the uh, one of the little micro motors uh, bound so I can't use it anymore so well what I ended up doing it's it's only $22 on eBay so I bought a new one um, the new one is the uh, they've upgraded the model so for the same price as the old one it's now the Cheerson CX-10A now here it is and they've got it in like a bunch of cool new colors uh, more uh, you know more kind of like space age kind of colors uh, this is more like a silver they also have like a gold one and a white one so um, it has the same controller as as before um, but what's really cool uh, a feature they've added to this one is it has headless mode uh, and it works absolutely incredible headless mode is as I've reported before uh, is the ability to regardless of which way you have the nose of the craft pointing it will still respond to the controls as if you're moving forward backward left right uh, no matter which way it's actually the nose is facing. Uh, this makes them so incredibly uh, easy to fly. And uh, I mean, you can do kind of twirls as it's flying around. And, uh, you know, as if I haven't been amazed enough at the uh, level of technology involved in something with that small, um, they've gone ahead and uh, surpassed it. So, uh, well, me being an engineer, um, I'm gonna do what, uh, of course, any engineer is not gonna be able to resist to do. I'm gonna, of course, use the opportunity to take the old one apart and see how it works. So, uh, I did that, and I have a couple photos to show you, but first, here here he is here. Here's the old Tiny Tim. Uh, he, he served me well. Uh, and then when I open it up here, here's a little, little extremely mini uh, circuit board there uh, you know I mean it's amazing that uh, I mean this has to have uh, control for the motors uh, ESC's uh, electronic uh, servo control uh, the, the micro little motors themselves you can see in the picture how small these things are uh, these these little motors and how fast they must be able to respond in order to fly as well as it does plus it's got to have a, a radio receiver uh, built in too, 2.4 gigahertz and it also has uh, stabilization uh, as well so it's it's got that and then on another picture there you can kind of see that it's got the little uh, it's a little tiny uh, tiny battery so uh, you know it wasn't all for naught I got to uh, as, as you know I, I can't resist doing I've, I've got to see how it works um, so so there we go so I plan to have fun with the new Cheerson and uh, I, I recommend it even more now that it has the headless mode it's just absolutely amazing it's just a blast to fly and you can like take the thing anywhere 
Um, okay, well, uh, let's go with the next story. As I always talk about, I talk about what's new with the FAA. I only have one story this uh, particular episode. And, um, well, what the news is, as I reported last week about the uh, uh, Congress uh, is working on the Commercial UAS Modernization Act. Uh, well, the FAA is starting to respond. Uh, they're getting the hint that uh, they need to move things along. So what they've done is they are appointing a senior UAS advisor to coordinate relations with the industry and outside stakeholders. Uh, the position was created to deal with what the FAA has been calling the absolute crush of outside interest from the private sector, plus the pressure from, from Congress. Um, so uh, this person will oversee, uh, you know, oversee with the industry uh, as far as, uh, you know, come up with a drone regulation and drone integration uh, as a way to more quickly adapt uh, commercial uh, UAS use into, into our airspace uh, in a much quicker, uh, quicker way. Um, uh, let's see, it's a, uh, the, the new senior UAS advisor will report to the FAA Deputy Administrator, Michael Whitaker, and have broad scope to deal with the public, the aviation industry, state and local governments, members of Congress, and others. So this is another good, uh, this is another good sign. They have, uh, as, as of yet, they haven't uh, filled this position yet. But uh, again, this, this, this is very similar to what the Commercial uh, UAS Modernization Act is, is proposing uh, to do. So it looks like the FAA is already um, getting ahead uh, of that and uh, kind of fulfilling that requirement to get ready for it, uh, which is uh, very good news. So my next uh, story that it comes home to me being uh, working in uh, broadcasting, uh, I was very glad to see this. Uh, I reported before that uh, ESPN had used um, uh, drones to cover their Winter X Games in Colorado this past year. Well, uh, Fox Sports uh, is now getting into the UAV uh, coverage. Uh, for the U.S. Open golf coverage, which will be uh, between June 15th and 21st, which is the time that you're probably seeing this podcast, um, they have hired um, an outfit called Hella Video Productions out of Austin, Texas. Uh, they're FAA approved and they will be providing uh, aerial coverage of holes 16, 17, and 18 uh, with 4K cameras mounted on, uh, uh, looks like uh, hexacopters, uh, six or six propellers or more. Um, the drones have been previously tested at the last three uh, golf majors plus a Supercross event at the indoor uh, Lucas Oil uh, Stadium in Indianapolis. But this will be uh, the first time for Fox to do absolute uh, live coverage right from the, uh, right from the drones. Um, as I mentioned, that uh, ESPN used it first uh, in, in very successfully, I might add, in the um, uh, the coverage of their X Games, and now uh, now it's going to start to happen fast and furious. Now, folks, now as the FAA allows more uh, uh, more um, companies to allow use of it, and as as they start tweaking the rules for where you can and cannot fly and provide coverage, you're going to start to see this more in a lot of uh, large scale events. Um, in fact, I. I'm going to go out of my way I, uh, and predict it now that you will probably see one at this year's upcoming Super Bowl. Um, somehow they'll, they'll find a way to use it. I mean, it's still, that's still quite a ways away, but uh, it's, that's enough time for uh, somebody to figure out to, to use uh, um, drones for that. Uh, and in fact, 
fact, for the uh, Super Bowl, speaking of which, uh, my next story after I take a little sponsor break here is uh, there's a NFL team that's actually going to be using drones in uh, practice. So uh, I'm going to take the quick sponsor break first, and then I'll uh, come back and uh, tell you some more uh, stories, including that one. So talk to you in a minute. Today's show is sponsored by Wistia. Wistia is a video hosting and analytics platform that helps businesses get the most out of online video. We use Wistia here at bullytech.org. Flywheel, a managed WordPress hosting platform built specifically for designers and creative agencies and helps thousands of designers across the world launch projects every day. And by Soho Mail, professional low-cost email with business class features and security. Okay, welcome back. Well, as I alluded to before the break, uh, my next story has to do with uh, drones in the NFL. And I know this is a Philly-based uh, podcast, and it, uh, it, it pains me, that uh, absolutely pains me that I have to talk about this team in a positive light. And you'll, you'll know why when I say who it is. You've probably guessed it already. Yes, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the, the Cowboys are going to be uh, the first NFL team that, that I've, I've read about, anyway, that are going to be using drones in practice sessions this, this year. Um, head coach Jason Garrett was inspired by SMU coach David Mars, who has already been using drones in their practice. Uh, what they're going to be uh, using them for is what's called the All-22 uh, angle. Uh, in broadcasting and in uh, football, the All-22 is the really wide camera at the top of the stadium to show all the entire field of play, all 11 players for the offense, 11 players for the defense, the all 22. Uh, this camera is usually up kind of pretty high, and as the field uh, of play widens, uh, it usually gets wider and wider, and it's at like an extreme angle. So the drones will allow them to uh, get better uh, coverage, uh, you know, get more of a more of a closer angle to be able to see, uh, you know, where uh, you'll get a little closer. You can uh, coach better. You can see hand placement. You can see uh, where they have their feet, where they have their eyes, and uh, it's going to give them a new perspective that they haven't had before so um, you know look for other teams uh, using that if not this year then uh, in the years years coming up so um, yeah I hate to say it kudos kudos to the Cowboys for that one um, so uh, so there's that story um, well my and my next story that uh, I'm gonna have to talk about uh, you've probably seen or heard of this one because it went pretty viral uh, firefighters in uh, attempt to shoot down the DJI Phantom uh, an amateur drone pilot, John Thompson, uh, flew his drone over a fire in upstate New York. Um, uh, he's getting, as he's getting shots of the fire, uh, which, you know, uh, looking at it, I mean, it, it's it's just your typical drone footage. But uh, at about the 12-minute mark, you see that the firefighters really aren't uh, none too pleased about it, and they start to take shots at it with their fire hose. Um, uh, smartly, as I'm watching the footage, it looks like that the uh, drone pilot uh, got. Uh, he got the message and he moved it out of the way quickly and landed it. Um, but he is now, uh, he's claiming that the drone is, uh, he's out $2,200. It's, it's, that's a little expensive for a Phantom, uh, Phantom 2. Uh, and uh, however, I'm not sure if it's even out of commission because you can clearly see that he lands the, uh, the drone. But anyway, um, this brings up a lot of points. Now, it, it brought up a lot of comments 
for and against. So a lot of people, of course, don't like drones. So they they feel he was well deserved of it. A lot of people say it's a violation of privacy. I don't know how uh, it's a covering of what's a newsworthy event is a violation of privacy. Um, uh, to say that, like, you know, you can't uh, show my house on fire. Well, a, a news station can. So really, what's the point? Um, the other thing that it brings up is I personally, I think it's extremely irresponsible of the fire department uh, doing what they were doing because you can clearly see there that the, well, they still needed to work on putting that fire out. Uh, I really don't think focusing the water over to the drone flying overhead um, is really going to help the situation. And for those that talk about, well, safety of the firefighters by having a drone flying overhead, knocking one out of the sky and have it come pummeling to the earth. Uh, is is not very safe uh, minded. Um, unfortunately, we're we're kind of at this this level right now where um, you you read stories all the time about people um, taking uh, you know taking ammunition and, uh, and and guns and rifles and shooting trying to shoot drones out of the sky that they see flying overhead. Um, we seem to be at a culture right now that uh, a lot of people see any drone flying in the air as illegal, which of course is not the case. But a lot of people feel emboldened to kind of take the law into their own hands because they feel it's illegal anyway. Um, and really what it is, is it's illegal to shoot stuff down out of the sky. Um, and destroy other people's property. So uh, that stuff's gonna need to be worked out. But this is the most highest profile case that I've seen of uh, somebody uh, or a group trying to uh, actually swat a drone out of the sky. Um, I, I, I think you know what you're gonna be seeing in the probably not too distant future is that this is how you're gonna see coverage of fires on TV, folks. It's gonna be by a drone, not so much by a helicopter. So, um, you know, I, I'm, you know I, I don't approve of the fire company at all. I think it was extremely reckless of them to do. Uh, if you talk about the guy being reckless, um, the worst that's going to happen is the drone's going to come down on top of a burning fire. Uh, but they basically were trying to shoot it out of the sky for it to fall on other people uh, that were around the fire. So, um, you know, I, uh, I'll leave links up to uh, this and maybe we can follow along and see what uh, what happens. There's no word yet on whether he's being charged, uh, although they're looking into charges, whether it was reckless. Uh, invasion of privacy, I, I don't think that's gonna work, uh, but maybe recklessness. And uh, well, the FAA needs to weigh in on it too, because where he takes the drone off, it seems clear that he doesn't have line of sight. However, he's shooting it as a hobbyist, which as we know, the laws are a lot less uh, committed to, to hobbyists' actions. So, uh, we'll see what they uh, they have to say about it. Okay, my uh, um, my next story here is this is another one that went viral that you may have heard of. Uh, Enrique Iglesias is uh, doing a concert in Tijuana, and they use uh, for that concert they use the DJI Inspire and they fly it around the crowd and you know take images for the jumbotron and it's it's part of his show. So what he often does with the drone, and you, you see in the footage here, he grabs it uh, in air and then spins it around on himself to kind of get a drone selfie of himself and the audience in the background. Um, well, uh, a little bit of a mishap, and he ended up uh, getting his hand caught by the propellers. And uh, you can kind of see here, it's a little bit, he got sliced up pretty good. Uh, you can see the blood on his hand there. Um, uh, they 
you know, they wanted him to stop the show, but he kept going. Uh, good for him. He kept, uh, you know, show must go on. So he kept uh, doing the show, and then he got treated for lacerations of the hand uh, after the show was over. Um, so uh, it, it's interesting that, uh, it, of course, this was all done, you know, this, you know, this is all done, you know, by himself. I mean, they, he purposely went out to grab the drone. I don't know if uh, DJI Inspire is the best drone to do this with. Uh, here's a picture of, of it flying in the air. As you can see, it's, it's, the idea of it is its landing gear fold out of the way uh, to get an unobstructed shot from the camera, uh, which is great for what they were using it for, but not so great if, if part of your uh, act is to grab it and hold it in place. Um, so I don't know if he'll adjust his act now, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if uh, it's now for us drone users, if it's gonna inspire a new uh, term saying, uh, basically if you get your hands caught in the way of the props that you uh, did in a recreate. My last story uh, for this uh, episode is, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty fun one. Uh, it's a good one. Um, you've, you've all probably heard and have seen uh, parody movie trailers that are all over the place online. They're not actual movies. They're not going to be actual movies, but they are just merely the commercial for what could be a, a really wild movie done so well that you're convinced that the movie does exist when in fact it does not. Well, um, a, a director, an Jordan Rubin, uh, who also is behind uh, a, a very campy uh, horror movie called uh, Zombievers, which is out on DVD and Netflix right now, uh, came up with this uh, parody uh, trailer for a, a horror drone-themed uh, movie, uh, and it's it's absolutely hysterical. Here, it's, uh, it shows a DJI Phantom uh, basically having a mind of its own and. Um, going crazy uh killing and and tormenting people uh in in the theme of uh very similar to many many horror films um there's, there's a scene here of it like sitting in the rocking chair is just absolutely hysterical and uh uh you know here's a here's a little bit of it here seeing this trailer uh, I don't know about you folks but I really uh, wish that this was going to be a full-blown movie um, it's, a, it's a good thing that uh, uh, that's only complete fantasy and there's no way it's a, it's a drones and inanimate object it can't uh, come to life like that uh, at, at will can it Okay, folks, so uh, that's that's all I have for this episode. Um, as always, you can contact me. Uh, you've been seeing my email and my uh, Twitter account, uh, at DroneGuyTom. Uh, you've been seeing that on the screen throughout the show. And I'd love to hear from you with comments or, or anything, anything at all, uh, that I can cover on uh, upcoming episodes. And as always, uh, all the info that I talked about on here, uh, uh, here's a link to my Medium account, uh, medium.com slash at DroneGuyTom. Um, 
and here I will provide all the links for everything I talk about so you can uh, see it and research it yourself uh, very easily. I do that for all my shows. Um, and uh, one more thing is uh, I always kind of do the little PBS uh, fundraiser uh, thing. We're a member of uh, the Patreon uh, network and uh, well we could, uh, this is a, a new network and uh, if you like the shows that you see here on uh, the phillytech.org uh, site, um, well we can use your help. Uh, anything you can, you can give uh, to help us keep the server fans buzzing as I like to say. Um, so uh, if you can, uh, thank you very much. And um, well, that's that's all I have for this show. I, uh, I'm glad I had a lot of good uh, features to uh, to tell you. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, I'll see you next time.